Mary Maria Sprout. 15 seconds to curtains, you three. Oh. Oh. No one's here. Well, I guess I'll just be going then. Welcome to Muppet Fans Talking. My name is Maria, and I am your only co-host for today. Mary and Sprout don't know I'm doing this. Ha ha, he he, ho ho. I do want to get the stuff out of the way. Our art banner is by at Firefair at 93 on Twitter. Our intro and outro voice acting is at Turning to Stone on Twitter. If you want to find the podcast on Twitter, we are at Muppets underscore talking. If you want to find Mary, she is at Muppet Mulaney. If you want to find me, I am Nerdy Maria Mania. And if you want to find Sprout, at Powpoo Sprout. Okay. And I don't know uh, what to call this episode besides Maria goes bonkers not so wowie zowie. I don't even know how this started. I was thinking about how people always say that Miss Piggy would be, like, if she wasn't a Muppet, she'd be a reality TV show star. And I feel like that's wrong. No. She's she's too nuanced, and she has too much grace to be a part of, like, keeping up with the Kardashians. So I'm just gonna get into my thoughts on all of- I have note cards, I've written down notes. You'll just be hearing me- going bonker not so wongo zongo on you so kermit i'm I'm not sure i'm not sure about kermit he's very there's so many different kermits you could go with because there's you know sesame street kermit where he's nice and he's with jojo and he's fun uh or you could go with like news reporter kermit or you know talk show kermit or you could go with mc kermit or or different versions of muppet show kermit where he's nice or where he's a little sassy or he's a bit of an asshole um i swear on this podcast if you don't know i swear on this podcast this podcast has me swearing there's also you know the the movies where he's the main character and he's nice and blah 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 love interest all this stuff so I'm going to skip Kermit for now and get back to him after I'm done with everybody else. Piggy? I, I Piggy, again, she's very nuanced. I don't feel like she'd be on reality TV. She, she's, she's too good for reality TV, in my humble opinion. She, I feel like she'd be like a triple threat actor, actor, singer, dancer. And, and it's not just like, you know... TV, it's movies and theater, and, and, but she's, I feel like she's probably, I keep saying I feel like, I'm sorry, she's mostly known for theater, and again, this is all, like, alternate universe, not this universe, this is a different universe, a different universe is Piggy, triple threat, and, um, and we're not stepping into, like, a very merry Muppet Christmas hollabaloo extravaganza, I'm just, I'm just having fun, I'm just having fun by myself, Talking about the Muppets. <laughs> um, Fozzie would still be doing stand-up. If he was good... That sounds mean. If he was good at stand-up. I, 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 uh, he's not... He wouldn't be like now John Mulaney. Or even like super popular John Mulaney. But he wouldn't be like young SNL writing Stefan John Mulaney. He'd be like between those years. Like the young-ish John Mulaney. That's where I think Fozzie would be in this alternate universe. He's not popular, and he's 
talking about Law and Order in his stand-ups. <laughs> there you go. I went back and forth on Gonzo constantly, so I'm just going to give you the five things that made me think like, oh, Gonzo could do this in an alternate reality. I'm going to go on some tangents. Sorry. <laughs> this came about because I was thinking about Gonzo's plumbing from the original Muppet movie, and I, I took it into how would that make him famous and not going into like the 2011 Muppet movie where, you know, we have Gonzo's flush. Like what, how, how did he go from like a plumber to a TV star or a movie star? And immediately I remembered HGTV. <laughs> I watched a lot of HGTV growing up. So I, I just have here HGTV, love it or list it. So he he would be like the love it part where he'd redesign the house. So he'd redo all of the plumbing and he'd make like crazy artistic murals. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> this is another tangent. I'm sorry. I, I grew up watching it a lot. And from, gosh, from how old was I in fifth grade? I was 10. Yeah, from 10 until I was, until from when I was like 10 from 16, so six years, um, I took care of my grandmother who had um, dementia and she passed away in 2014, uh, a little bit after my 16th birthday. And <laughs> through her dementia, she lost obviously a lot. But um, one thing she did remember is that she hated the bald man from Love It or List It. I don't know his name. <laughs> All I just, all I remember is she liked Hillary, the the lady that would make the houses look pretty, but she hated uh, the bald man who did the list at stuff, and I don't know his name, but every time she would see him, she would talk about how much she hated him, and she also would make fun of the people on the show. The, one of the most, <laughs> one of the funniest things is if any of the, uh, people that saw, saw their house if any of them would say like oh my god she would mock them <laughs> she she would just say oh my god back and then she'd look at me and she goes i don't understand why they have to use that language <laughs> which makes it even funnier because her best friend who is my aunt mary says oh my god like that all the time my aunt mary is, is from mississippi and she says oh my god just constantly <laughs> so it makes me wonder if my uh, Gigi ever made fun of Aunt Mary for saying that or if <laughs> in her last year of her life she was just like I'm gonna make fun of people saying oh my god <laughs> she hated this man another thing she hated anytime I would watch the Muppet show which was a lot I'd put it on a DVD and I'd watch the Muppet show she hated like every single episode of the Muppet show she she thought it was nonsense and really silly but the one episode she loved was Phyllis Diller she loved Phyllis Diller I remember I'd, I'd put that one on specifically if she was in the living room because I was like I just want to watch something I like that's not you know HGTV or one of the a million cooking shows that you like I just want to watch something for me for once I'm 14 let me have this and the only episode she liked was Phyllis Diller. Uh, <laughs> I went off. I'm sorry. Anyway, 
number one, he'd be on HGTV's Love It or List It, and either he would take over Hillary's job or he would be like besties with Hillary. <laughs> and if Hillary or anyone on the HGTV uh, show Love It or List It, I don't even know if that's still on, has done anything bad, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about my memories of, you know, high school. <laughs> number two, he could be an indie video game dev. <laughs> Uh, I made this list when I was really hyperfixating on Deltarune. <laughs> if you can't tell, I should I should say this. I'm I'm doing this. What day is it today? It is the twenty seventh. I'm I'm recording this December twenty seventh, and it's gonna take a while to get out because I got a lot to do over the New Year's. So you're probably hearing this in the New Year's. So happy twenty twenty two. Can't wait to see you guys there. And I hope everything's going great, you know? It's not that I'm not excited for the New Year's. I'm just worried and tired, as we all are. As all of us are, we're all worried and tired. But anyway, happy 2022. I'll get this out to you as soon as possible for the New Year's, and then you'll have a regular episode with me and Sprout, or me and Sprout and Mary, or whoever we have on next time. Anyway, back to Gonzo. Uh, I... I don't know what makes me feel like he'd thrive as an independent video game developer. He would make some really crazy stuff. He would make some crazy games. He'd make like Soda Drinker Pro. <laughs> he would. He would make the most insane games that to us have no meaning, but to him have so much meaning. Or we find meaning in his different types of meaning. <laughs> Indie video game dev. Gonzo. I, I like that idea. For me, I love that idea. Number three, he would be a main side character on a sitcom, like a very popular sitcom, and is currently in talks for being the next James Bond. And he's like the first non-British, non-human, non-man, haha, non-binary crowd. Rise up. I know you listen to this podcast. Hell yeah. Good for you. Would he be good good as James Bond? I don't know. And also, I think... I don't know if I've stolen this idea. But I think this was a joke that Tough Pigs have, have made in the past. <laughs> I think this is a joke that Tough Pigs has made in the past. Maybe? Probably. Uh, guys, if I've stolen your joke, I'm sorry. You can fire me. <laughs> Please don't fire me. <laughs> okay. I don't know what his, you know, sitcom, he'd be like the Kimmy Gibbler of the Full House universe. He'd be like the quirky side character. I stopped my, <laughs> I, I started zoning out mid-sentence. I need to move on. I'm sorry. Um, number four, he could create ARGs, which are alternate reality games that I love. I obsess over ARGs. If I could... If I was smart, of, no, it's not, I am smart. It's just if I had the time and energy and resources to make my own ARGs, I would. Like, this podcast could be an ARG and you would never know. It's not, but God, I wish it was. I love ARGs. Someone contact me. I want to be part of an ARG. <laughs> Gonzo would love ARGs. God, I want to explain ARGs, not to Gonzo, but to Dave Goals. <laughs> Like, hey, Dave Coles, do you know what an ARG is? Let me explain it to you. 
I'm obsessed with one right now called The Muse by uh, Alex Bale. He's made tons and tons of ARGs. He made one called Pizza Time Pizza, which got super famous back in the day. And now he's doing one about the muse. It's so cool. I love ARGs and I love putting the clues together. And Gonzo would too. That's my head canon, and I'm sticking to it. And number five, he would be Banksy. Next. My next thing is about the electric mayhem as a whole. And I will get into individual, like, what they would be doing. But as a whole, and this isn't an alternate universe. This is a want. N not even a want. This is a need for this universe. Disney Plus, if you're listening, and I know you're listening, you have to listen to fans. That's just how supply and demand works. The Electric Mayhem deserves a documentary. And you could go into, like, the Beatles documentary like you did. Or, or my idea, which is you would have them go on a, either a, a tour across country or a world tour. You don't actually have to put them, like, you don't actually have to tour the Electric Mayhem, though I would love an Electric Mayhem tour. Oh my god, I would love an Electric Mayhem tour. Ooh, that'd be so much fun. It's like the Outside Lands performance that they did back in, like, 2015, but, like, all over the place. Oh god, I would kill for that. Wow. Anyway, I just do like a documentary of like behind the scenes of the tour and you don't actually have to do it. It could be a fake tour, blah, blah, blah. But I, I think they would do really well with a documentary and you could make drama and you could have secrets and I don't know. Just do a, do do a documentary. Do a documentary with the Electric Mayhem. Dr. Teeth, he would, he would, he would still be a singer and a pianist and a, a keyboardist. I don't know if that's the right keyboard pianist. Maybe that's the right terminology. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know the right terminology for anything. Um, he would collab with Lil Nas X. He would. I. He would. I would love that. He should do that in this world. He probably won't, because Disney is homophobic. But like, hey, I'd love that. <laughs> Please, for me. For 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 little old lesbian me? God, I'm just thinking of Bill Beretta as Dr. Teeth collabing with Little Nas X, and I'm my brain is just firing on all cylinders. Bill Beretta has been killing it with the vocals lately. Truly. I mean, he always kills. He's a great singer. He should put out a, like, an album or a, a single or something. Bill Beretta? Get into some music that's not character music, please. Thank you. Floyd and Janice. Now, together, together, Floyd and Janice, I think they would be like a Sonny and Cher type situation, either back in the day or now, just whatever you want to do. But if we split them apart, I think early 2000s Floyd and Janice, they would be on a reality TV dating show. <laughs> I know I talked about earlier how, like, no, Piggy can't be on a dating show, but reality TV. But I, I don't know. The thought, the thought of Floyd and Janice being on a dating, a reality TV dating show is just so good. It's so funny. It's so not them that it makes me want it so badly. <laughs> Zoot and Lips. Um, you remember, there's a antique... Like, maybe it's Antique Roadshow? I can't remember. It's like an antiquing show where these group of guys, they had this pickup, and they would go 
I don't I can remember if it was across country or just around their town, oops. And they'd go and look at antiques at people's like houses and at flea markets and stuff. Zoot and Lips, if they're not famous for being jazz musicians, they're famous for being antiquer antiquers? Is that a word? I don't know. They would antique and uh Zoot is Jewish and they're both gay for each other. Now I'm just writing fan fiction. <laughs> That's what this whole thing is. I just need to preface this. You know, nine, almost ten minutes into the episode, you're listening to Maria fan fiction time. Wh- whoopee! Yaha! Woohoo! Ralph, I just put a heart next to. Oh, wait, no, I skipped Animal. I'm so sorry. Animal would be. Um, he would be like, he would be a famous drummer in like the late 70s, 80s, and then around to. The, like early 2000s he would get like a radio show hosting job and now like right now he'd be pretty unpopular he's like one of those guys you love to hate that type of guy ralph i just put a heart next to and i think uh, i think it's because if you think of it either ralph is has his bar and he's playing piano there or ralph is some famous pianist somewhere either way he's doing what he loves and that's just in every universe ralph is doing that you can't take that away from him. You cannot take the piano away from Ralph. <laughs> Originally, this thought experiment of there being like an alternate universe of like what the Muppets were doing was going to be a Tough Pigs article. And I might still do it. I don't know. I think it was either August or June of 2021. 20, I wrote almost 16,000 words of a story. And then I moved and... I've had writer's block ever since, and I've started different stories over and over again, and I haven't been able to work on any of them, so I haven't been able to write. So that's why you haven't got any Tough Figs articles from me in a while. Oopsie doopsie, sorry, everyone who wanted that. You probably don't care. You get enough of me here and on various social media websites, and I get enough of me in my own brain. Maybe I'll still do it. It was a fun concept. It was a little different than how I'm presenting it now. Originally, originally, well, not originally, because originally, the, I've said originally too much. I'm having an episode. I'm, I'm breaking down. <laughs> um, for this idea of being a podcast episode, I was going to have like a string board, like a conspiracy theorist type thing, but I can't find my board and I can't find any string. So I just have cue cards, not cue cards, note cards. I just got note cards. So I got, I think like six or seven note cards. Bunsen and Beaker, I put them together because you cannot separate them. In every universe, you cannot separate them. They come together, you buy them together. They would have a Bill Nye type show, just, you know, educational show. That, you know, it's just Bill Nye with Bunsen and Beaker. And it's not the Muppets Now version. It's not the Muppets Now version. It's it's much better. It's much better and it's fun. And you love it. I put Annie Sue down because I love her. And Sprout is my partner. Sprout. I'm sorry. I'm, I, it's always going to be Annie Sue. I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're going to get married one day, and you're just going to have to live with the fact that I adore Annie Sue. I'm so sorry. I love this pig puppet. (laughs) 
I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. She would do community theater, definitely, but she'd also be in a girl band. And maybe that's just me wishing I was in a girl band. <laughs> she'd be in a girl band and she's living my dreams. And um, she's gay because I am gay and this is my podcast and I get to say what I want. This is the Muppet fans talking and it's the gayest Muppet podcast that's ever existed in the history of time and space. And if you try to refute it, you can't. Uh, Statler and Waldorf would just be critics. That's that's easy. They're just they're just old queens. They're just old critics, and they hate everything, and they miss how things used to be. And sometimes I agree, and sometimes I definitely don't agree. Beauregard, in every single world, in every single universe, in every single timeline, Beauregard is a custodian, because that's his life. And um, thank you for your service, sir. I put Beautiful Day Monster down here because he's my favorite of the Muppet monsters. I adore him. He makes my day beautiful anytime I see him. And he would be an opera singer. Why I think this, I have no clue. But he would be an opera singer in this alternate world. Uh, Behemoth, or Clean Jean, as uh, Bill Beretta has named him after his brother. I put down as an illusionist, and I don't remember why. <laughs> okay, past Maria, he is an illusionist. The man, if you have a better suggestion for behemoth slash clean gene, uh, tweet at me at Nerdy Maria Mania or at the podcast Twitter at uh, Muppet underscore talking. He's an illusionist. There's a, there's puff of smoke and he ate something and um it appeared out your ear wow <laughs> bubba the rat you you would be in a bar it'd be a really seedy dirty bar and you look across the bar and you'd see him uh, and you see his tattoos and he, he's big muscular rat and you're scared for your life and you think you know oh my gosh he, he's he's gonna beat my ass he's gonna thrash my ass and you get close to him and he's talking about welding it's like oh he's a welder and then you realize he's talking about welding a set together and he is also doing community theater <laughs> he also loves community theater and he works with annie Supig. um <laughs> but he won't stop talking about his cousin Vinny, and you think it might have to do with the mob but you're not gonna ask just in case because he could still thrash your ass <sighs> camilla in every world, in every universe, is a showgirl. That's just canon for me. And that's why Gonzo loves her. It's because of those showgirl legs. <laughs> uh, Chip is a ghost. Next question. No, Chip is a ghost because in Mahameh, he was a ghost. And I'm only putting him down as a ghost because my mom does not like the little blinky uh, pupils he has. And every time she sees him, she hates him. She, like, audibly says how much she hates him. So for you, mom, uh, no ghost. No, nah, no ghost? No chip. Maybe there are, maybe there are some ghosts. The Muppet, Show is, uh, the Muppet Show Theater is canonically haunted by many a ghoul and a ghost. So... Maybe Chip will be tolerable as a ghost. <laughs> Clifford? There's many different ways you could go with Clifford. I mean, you could do the obvious, like, oh, he's a DJ, or, or he, he does, like, poetry, and 
you know, he's, he's a bassist, he, he's in a new band. There, there's so many things that you could do for Clifford, but for me personally, I feel like he would be, um, uh, what's that actor? It's, he played Andre on Victorious. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. What's the guy's name? Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. Leon Thomas III. Leon Thomas III played Andre on Victorious in the 2010 show Victorious. And he deserved better. Andre deserved better. Leon deserved better. His Literally all of his storylines were he was in love with some girl of the week or like one of the main cast members. And nothing ever came from it. I think it was good that he and Tori weren't like they, they weren't a couple or they didn't get together because it's nice to show that a, a guy and a girl can be friends, especially in that day and age of Nickelodeon and Disney Channel, where every single main character and her best friend or like one of the main guys were always being a couple. And there were barely any uh like friendships. It was just like here's a girl and her best friend and their besties and then here's this girl and her love interest guy and she had no guy friends it was yeah um i think specifically um the one that i remember the most is there's an episode where um trina not trina my favorite musical is falsettos so i always say trina instead of trina which is how they said it in the show for some reason i'm jewish i don't know um Trina, they're doing a show with Trina, and there's an accident on on stage, and all of the actors are suspects, and he's one of the suspects, and he's like, man, I gotta get out of here, I got a date with uh, Kiko or something. Yeah, because the way he says he goes, ah, Kiko, like that. Anyway, I'm way off topic. <laughs> Leon Thomas the third, he was an actor and he was on Nickelodeon for many many years and then he transitioned into music and but not making his own he makes his own music now but for a very very long time he was making music for tons and tons of very famous singers like Drake and Ariana Grande and and people like that like you know top uh, 100 billboard type people he was doing tons of stuff i mean he still is and so i feel like Clifford would do that would Clifford would get into making music. So you don't know who he is, but you've heard all of his stuff. And the people in the industry love him. So there you go. <laughs> this is canonical. Like, this is word of God, Matt Vogel canonical. Constantine is a teacher for an acting class. <laughs> Just after Muppets Most Wanted, Matt Vogel was like, yeah, Constantine, he teaches an acting class. <laughs> That's what he does now. So you know what? Good for him. I have to burp. <sighs> Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm a lesbian and I have to scream. I'm a lesbian. I have to burp. Go crazy. Go stupid. Go ah. This episode is nothing. <laughs> this episode is nothing. Crazy Harry, yes, next on my list. Crazy Harry. There's the obvious, like, oh, he's in pyrotechnics, and oh, he, he, you know, does 
all this uh, practical, I almost said practical sets, that's not the right word, like pra practical effects and stuff for shows. Um, I like that idea, but I feel like it's too on the nose. <laughs> so I feel like he, he would do that, but also... But also he is in the dating show with, with Floyd and Janice. <laughs> this dating show has a bunch of crazy characters. I would watch, this is the only dating show I would watch. It has a bunch of like burnout hippies that don't want to be here and a pyro uh, techno maniac. I love this. Okay. I put Croker down and I did X Croker out. So we're not going to talk about Croker who was from Kermit's Swamp years. Croker, you know what you did. Darcy slash Zandra, she is my girl. She is the moment. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Um, she, My canonical Muppet lesbian. I love her. She is a lesbian. That's canonical. Uh, she's also in the girl band with Annie Sue. I'm just collecting lesbian muppets and i'm throwing them in a girl band <laughs> this is just my fan fiction thank you for coming and listening to my fan fiction everyone i'm so sorry that we took a month off by accident um you're getting fan fiction now hope you like it <laughs> hey an avocado thanks <laughs> She would be the bassist. Zandra slash Darcy would be the bassist in the girl band, and she would be like a tattoo artist. Hell yeah. <laughs> Denise, Denise the pig. Oh, Denise, honey, you deserved so much better than what not only the Muppets sitcom did to you, but also what the internet did to you. And you also deserve a better puppet build, but that's not what we're talking about today. Denise, she has a wonderful husband now. She got married to someone who care, who genuinely cares about her, who listens to her, who isn't hung up on his ex, who is on her every, you know, beck and call. And she just she has a house husband and um that's wonderful for her and she's she's very happy. But she has been trapped in a multi-level marketing scheme by accident. And she is talking to all of her high school buddies on Facebook, trying to sell essential oils. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Denise. You have that house husband, but you are part of an MLM. <laughs> um, Digit is rebuilding himself piece by piece like Iron Man from the first Iron Man movie. That was one of the only Marvel movies I've watched. I love the comics so much, so I will not interact with the MCU. <laughs> I watched, uh, what is the one? I can't remember. It's, uh, it's one of the group ones. They're fighting a robot that Tony made, and it's where Wanda and Pietra are. And they're Nazis, even though they're Romani and Jewish. And that makes me so very upset. And it's the one where Clint has a wife and kids. And Bruce has his whole thing of being the Hulk. And he's, I'm a monster. And, and 
And Black Widow's like, I can't have kids, so I'm a monster too. That's how we're similar. I'm going to make out with you now. Fucking bitch, I hate you. That was Josh Whedon who did that, I think. Fucking, I think it was. I can't remember. I fucking hate that one. I saw that in theaters. That's so upset. So upsetting. I'm upset. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Digits Iron Man. Um, Dr. Strangepork, he would be on, um, you know those, like, like, GDQ, uh, G- why did I say GDQ? I didn't mean Games Done Quick. I meant, like, the, um, the sales show. You know, you, you're up at, like, 3 a.m. and you turn on the, like, local TV station and it's some guy selling, like, headphones. I can't think of the name. He'd be doing that, and on the side, he would be teaching, um, like, German to English uh, classes. Dr. Phil Van Neuter is in therapy. (laughs) He's not famous. (laughs) He is in therapy. And that's good. Good for him. Everyone needs to be in therapy. Uh, Mostly everyone. There's some people that shouldn't be in therapy because they'll use that against you. I might cut that out. I'm in therapy. Uh, Dr. Phil Van Neuter needs therapy. Are you hearing this, Brian Henson? Get that puppet therapy. <laughs> Droop um, is still doing slime tutorials on YouTube, and he doesn't know that they're not popular anymore. Don't tell Droop that they're not popular anymore. He's going to get more depressed. Uh, Fleet Scribbler is like a a drama channel well he used to be like the paparazzi early 2000s stalker bitches that we all hate um but he like transitioned into like drama youtube stuff and he's definitely getting canceled on twitter for stuff he said in the early 2000s and how many slurs he said about specific celebrities so uh bye fleet we hate you Gags Beasley would still be writing Fozzie's material, <laughs> but Fozzie would not be using it. He would be passing it along uh, to, if we're saying that Fozzie is like the John Mulaney, the young John Mulaney, he still has his connections with SNL, so he's passing that along to SNL. So Gags Beasley is an accidental Saturday Night Live writer and he's not getting his credits and he's not getting his money and Lauren Michaels, you you need to pay this man his pay check. <laughs> Come on. Let Gags Beasley get some money. <laughs> uh, George the Janitor is married to Mildred Huckstetter. The end. <laughs> Uh, Gil, Phil, and Jill, the frog trio from Muppets Take Manhattan. Jill, it's it's sort of become fanon, fan canon that Jill is Robin's mom. I, I'm not 100% sure if I subscribe to that, but it's nice. I like it. I, I think it's good. I, I definitely think she's like Kermit's like sister. Definitely. Um, and then Gil and Phil, I think with them... They were in love in the 90s, and then, you know, sometimes love fades. <laughs> so, sometimes you think you meet the one, and then you don't. <laughs> oh, 
I love this fan fiction. I hope it never ends. <laughs> Me at 3 a.m. reading an 85 chapter fan fiction on AO3. <clears throat> this is going to be the worst. No, there's worse episodes of the podcast. Like the episode where I did the uh, the Muppets 2011 rewrite episode. That was a horrible episode. <laughs> um, Gladys, she would... Gladys. Gladys from the canteen and the Muppet Show Theater. We deserved more of her. I think she should come back. So many Muppet Show female characters that were either one-offs or they were there for a little while and then after the Muppet Show they just disappeared. They should come back. They should come back and have female performers that's where i stand gladys would be a food network uh star like she'd have her own show and i i don't know what she would make but she would she'd be really really popular with the the food network people she'd be besties with rachel ray <laughs> this is a deep cut so the hat rack was a writer for the muppet show and this was mentioned in one episode. And so I think the hat rack is still writing The Muppet Show. Like, to this day, he's still writing episodes to The Muppet Show because he doesn't know that The Muppet Show has been off the air for decades now. So eventually, <laughs> when The Muppet Show gets a revival, um, they can start using his episode ideas again. How is the hat rack getting money? Because he still thinks the show is going on. Um, Gonzo pays him. <laughs> Gonzo pays him. And out of his own pocket. Out of his own love. Because Gonzo's a nice guy. I love you, Gonzo. I wish you were my best friend. <laughs> I'm fully reverting to, like, my Muppet Central Forum days of 2011. Not even, to, like, 20... Yeah, 2011. Of, like, I love you guys. I... I think Gonzo is the best Muppet in the whole world. I'm oh, I'm seven. I wasn't seven. I was 13, 14 at the time. <sighs> uh, Hilda. Okay. Hilda deserved more on The Muppet Show. Hilda, the seamstress, I love you. You should come back. Again, all of these female char characters should come back. If there is a Golden Girls reboot... Hilda should be a part of it. In in that alternate universe, there is a Golden Girls reboot and Hilda was a part of it. Or in that alternate universe, Hilda was on the original Golden Girls. There were five Golden Girls and Hilda was the fifth Golden Girl. <laughs> I wish I could do an edit, like a picture edit. Like, I need, huh, I need to learn Photoshop just so I can get like the classic image of the Golden Girls and then just put Hilda in there. Uh, Hilda, I'm making, I'm revising history. Hilda was a part of the Golden Girls, and that's why she left the Muppet Show. <laughs> uh, Howard Tubman, Becca, my friend Becca, this is for you. Well, this is for me, but this is for you. Howard Tubman would be BFFs with RuPaul, and that's all I'm gonna say about Howard Tubman. <laughs> J.P. Gross, in this universe, in our universe, he is canonically dead because of a very Merry Muppet Christmas hollabaloo extravaganza toothpaste special. 
Toothpaste special? <sighs> but in a different universe, if he was still alive, he would be on Shark Tank. He would be one of the like judges on Shark Tank. Truly, I think that's his calling. That's what he deserves, is just to be a judge on Shark Tank. Joe the Legal Weasel. He, he would be a lawyer. In all worlds, he is a lawyer. But in that universe, he is a lawyer, but he's also one of those um, YouTube lawyers. There's been, like, a rise in the past two years of, like, professional something reacts to this. I think it would be, like, professional lawyer reacts to this show. So he would be reacting to Always Sunny, and he'd pause it every five seconds to be like, um, actually, this is a federal offense, and if you do this, you will go to jail for ten years and blah 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 and actually you are at fault here charlie it's like joe you don't understand what this is about you're taking this too seriously you don't understand it's always sunny in philadelphia <laughs> but people would still love him and he he'd call everyone he, like his fans would be called the weasels and We'd all support him on Patreon, even though he doesn't really need a Patreon, because he's a lawyer. I would kill to get Peter Lenz to, to improv, like actual improv, not Muppets Now improv, but like actually improv Joe the Legal Weasel reacting to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> That's a thought. Can can I get Peter Linz on the horn? Hello, I'm taking my phone out. Beep, beep, beep. Hello, Hollywood. Is this Peter Linz? <laughs> can you react to this as Joe, please? Johnny and Sal, in every universe, they're doing exactly the same thing they're doing in every universe. They're always together. You cannot separate them. They're always them. And that's beautiful. Or is it terrifying and sad? Who knows? Not me. Kermit's mom. We didn't get a lot of Kermit's mom. We, we got a voice line or two from Kermit's swamp years. And she deserves recognition. I'm naming her Jane because Jane Henson always deserves recognition as well. They just... Jane Henson deserves recognition for co-creating the Muppets. She doesn't get the recognition she deserves. And I would love to know about Kermit's mom, besides her being like, Kermit, I'm going to give you motherly wisdom and then never appear or show my face in any Muppet project ever again. Goodbye, my sweet darling. Like, what would Kermit's mom be popular for? Like, what would she do? She would do like a round table where she'd sit down with her eldest, so like Kermit and Jill, and there'd probably be like a Jane Jr. and a Jim Jr. and, and all these other, you know, it would start from A and go all the way to Z. I love that idea of her, of her being, <laughs> doing like a round table talking, like a Jada Pinkett type thing, but less horrifying. Link Hogthrob. You know, with Link, with, with hyper-masculinity, sometimes it becomes so hyper-masculine that it goes around in a circle and it becomes gay again. 
<laughs> like, oh, hold on. Like, you know how it's so hyper-masculine that it, it, it turns to camp? I feel like that's Link in a nutshell in any universe, but especially in this other universe. He, he, would, he would definitely be a drag king who's, like, struggling with his sexuality. Um, he's in therapy. <gasps> maybe, <laughs> maybe he's supposed to be in therapy with... Maybe he's supposed to be in therapy with Dr. Strangepork, but by accident he gets in therapy with Dr. Phil Van Neuter. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Link. He would body Rocker ro Rocker? He would body Rocky Horror Picture Show. He I he would be amazing. He he his stuff would be sold out. His wig. My wig snatched. His waist snatched. His balls tucked. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is what you get when Mary and Sprout aren't here to be my filter. I say a bunch of dumb shit. I make a fan fiction and I make too many dick jokes. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Louis Kazagger, he would definitely. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about fucking Dr. Phil Van Neuter and Link Hogthrob in therapy together. What would they talk about? And who is their therapist? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wouldn't write that fanfiction, but I would read that fanfiction. Please, someone, get it out to me. Tweet it at me. Oh, I'm losing my voice. No. <coughs> Please, somebody, anybody. <laughs> I need to know what's wrong with Link Hogthrob. And this wasn't the intent of Jim or any of the writers. It's just what happened through time. Like, Link Hogthrob is a himbo. Was that planned? Kind of, but no. <laughs> anyway, back to my cue cards. Cue cards. Note cards. I keep saying cue cards. It's better than me bumping my mic every five seconds. Louis <laughs> Kazagger is, he would be yearning for the days of uh, Muppet Sports. And he, he could just never get back to that fame he had. So he is on ESPN and he is a little depressed. But, you know, good for him. He At least he's still on the air. And also, newsman, he'd still be doing the news. I feel like that's another constant. Like, there's so many constants in the world. His name is Newsman. He's a newsman. <laughs> Lydia the Tattooed Lady, she, she would be a Vegas contortionist. And I want everyone to know, as soon as I wrote Lydia the Tattooed Lady down, I started singing the song. <clears throat> I started singing the song of Lydia the Tattooed Lady, and it has been stuck in my head ever since. And it's been almost two hours now. <laughs> Lydia the Tattooed Lady, she's got eyes that folks adore so, and a torso even more so. Lydia, oh Lydia. I need to stop. I'm sorry. Um, Marvin Suggs would be in jail. Next. Mildred Huckstetter, again, she would be married to George the janitor. Um, she would be the primary breadwinner of the house. She'd be using her PhD. She'd probably be, you know, a scholar, uh, a teacher at some famous big university. She'd be a teacher at Harvard or Yale or some shit like that. 
And if you want to go into like the um like TV world, she'd I almost said she'd be Dr. Oz. No, she's not that pseudoscience bullshit. She she'd be like actually a good doctor on TV. <laughs> Miss Mousy would run away to the country bear jamboree. And she's not a bear, so she's not she can't be famous. She's a mouse. So, Miss Mousy, what are you doing? <laughs> I know I know you long for something more, but like get into your local theater. You don't have to <laughs> You don't have to be a bear to be in theater. <laughs> Me talking to my twink best friend, Adam. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <clears throat> um, Nigel, the conductor, um, he, would, he would be a famous Wes End conductor because that man has no personality. We, we've seen it with Muppet Show, Sex and Violence pilot. There's nothing about him that's that's good for television or, or actual like acting he, he's so bland he's nothing he chews bubblegum he whistles he conducts he he's a west end uh conductor and you know if i'm offending any conductors this is not about you this is just about nigel this is only about nigel <laughs> um pepe would be a reality tv show star he would he would have his own version of keeping up with the Kardashians. I, I know I said I've said it so many times by now, but Pepe is the one. He is. Sorry, Pepe, but it's true and you know it. You love the limelight for no reason at all. Pepe really is like the reality TV show star of the Muppets. Like, what does Pepe bring? This is also for Becca. I'm just calling out Becca in this episode. <laughs> This episode is for me, Becca, and Sprout, and no one else. If you're listening and you're not one of the three people I just mentioned, get out of here. Leave. <laughs> Rizzo? I don't know why I put this down, but Rizzo would be a ghost hunter. Originally, I was like, oh, I like Pizza Rizzo. Nah, ghost hunter. Or maybe you could do both. He could, you know, he could own Pizza Rizzo and do all that, but also... He'd have his own, like, ghost hunting show. I, he needs that. <laughs> Robin, I've... When I was writing this, I must have t taken, like, a dark turn. Robin had, like, two good vines when Vine was a thing, and then Vine shut down, and then TikTok... Or Musical.ly, and then TikTok rose. And uh, he's still trying to recapture the magic. He, he hasn't gotten as many viewers as he did on Vine that he, you know, that he had on Vine. But he's trying his best on TikTok. And, you know, so ex-Viner, now TikTok star. Have I put too much pressure on this five-year-old? <laughs> I wasn't thinking this through when I started writing down all these characters. But Sam the Eagle would be a podcaster. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> He would be a podcaster, and if you know, you know. And if you don't know, you don't know. But I think everyone knows. <laughs> Ooh, um, speaking of podcasting, Scooter and Skeeter, they would they would be they they would be podcast co-hosts together about their show. And they talk about them growing up together and what they do now. And this is it'd be sort of like a McElroy type show where like this is how they keep in touch if they weren't doing this show would they be friends i don't know i'm not saying that the mcroys aren't friends because they're 
it's a whole thing. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, they'd both still be doing theater in their own ways. Scooter would still be a stage manager. He he loves it. Like in our universe, in any universe, still like stage manager. Good for him. But every so often he'd go on stage and do his own thing. He'd he'd probably be like a swing or an understudy if he didn't get cast and he wasn't doing uh stage managing. Yeah. Skeeter, definitely. Definitely also in theater. And yeah, I'm gonna throw Skeeter into my lesbian uh girl band. You're also a lesbian, Skeeter, and you're also in a girl band. <laughs> and you're dating Annie Supig. Good for you. Good for you. Um, <laughs> I'm throwing every woman I see into this girl band, like like I'm throwing hoops into a, a, a... Wow, I'm such a theater kid. I can't think of any basketball terminology at this moment. Damn. <laughs> Called myself out. I am throwing... Uh, I'm I'm throwing these women into hoop and being like lesbian that's a horrible horrible joke i'm not gonna cut it out you're just gonna have to hear me struggle through secondhand embarrassment anyway skeeter i love you scooter i love you as well on to my final card spamela hamderson so you, you guys remember america's next top model you're um you remember twiggy was on that and twiggy uh famous model also she was on season one of the muppet show spamela hammerson would also be an america's next top model judge and she'd say some really whack shit about the contestants and really be mean about their appearance and how they look and then she'd have to go on an apology tour like last year and be like it was a different time i'm so sorry i didn't mean to say that stuff and she'd have like banter with tyra and they'd be really catty <laughs> anyway the swedish chef i kept going back and forth on the swedish chef because i didn't know if he would be like food network star type guy or youtube celebrity chef i kept going back and forth and then i landed on he would be that universe's binging with babish he would be a um like a how-to cook you remember those and uh, like a mixture of binging with Babish and how to cook like that. Just put those together. And that's that's the Swedish chef. Wow. Early YouTube really was just season one of The Muppet Show, wasn't it? Sweetums would be a techie. End of story. I don't I don't have anything to like add to that. He Just in that universe, he he'd still be working backstage. Um, also, this is also for Becca. <laughs> The Talking Houses uh, would have a reality TV show t together, just the drama of Talking Houses, and they'd get into squabbles, and there'd be affairs, and divorces, and you're not my real son, and <laughs> but it's Talking Houses. <laughs> uh, um, <clears throat> I put Tom, Dick, and Harry, the the monsters down for two reasons one again i can't waste an opportunity for a good dick joke <laughs> and two <laughs> maybe it was just what my aunt watched in the early 2000s but i think that there was a lot of documentaries or series or whatever about conjoined 
twins, and conjoined triplets. Tom, Dick, and Harry would have a documentary about them being a conjoined triplet monster. And then 10 years from now, you'd look it up and it's like, oh, they own a Bass Pro Shop. Wow. You know, stuff like that. Uncle Deadly. Oh, Uncle Deadly. We we love and adore you, Uncle Deadly. What can't you do in, in any universe? In this universe, you can do everything. I mean, you have Uncle by Deadly. You're an actor. You're a singer. You're a dancer. You... <sighs> You're just, you're, you're just perfect. So in that, in every universe, you are you. In some universes, you're more ghost and ghoul and monster. In some universe, you're more actor. In some universe, you're more fashion icon. And in some universe, you're perfect. And by some universe, I mean every universe. You're amazing, Uncle Dudley. This is my um, Uncle Dudley appreciation minute. Uh, I love you, dude. You're amazing. You're a puppet. <laughs> Just so you know. Uh, I've been doing this for too long. He'd be like old Hollywood, you know? He he'd have a bunch of money. And then you like, oh, he came out of nowhere, and then you're like, oh, he's related to Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> of course he has a bunch of money and he's immediately recognizable. Got it, got it. <laughs> Bobo, I put Bobo next to Dudley because they're like they're linked together in my mind uh, for obvious reasons because they were, you know, linked together with Muppets and Muppets was Wanted and stuff like that. And also they're gay for each other, gay rights. This is the gayest Muppet podcast. Bobo would be like a, one of those fake news anchors like on USA Today of, of you know, drinking white wine with, with uh, Hoda and all that stuff. Just being like, oh, we're going to test out this new golfing mechanism. Wow. Okay. Like, that was a bad Bobo impression. I can usually do such a better Bobo impression when my voice isn't shot. I've been recording for two hours now. Next up is Walter. And in this alternate universe of the Muppets, Walter is doing this. <laughs> In in an alternate universe, you're listening to this episode, but it's Walter talking, not me. I don't exist. Or maybe I do and I'm the Muppet. Who knows? Walter is just a, a host on Muppet Fans Talking. And Walter, if you want to be a real host in this universe, give me a call. Hey, Peter Linz. <laughs> Hold on. Beep, beep, boop, boop. Call in Hollywood. Hi, Peter Linz. You want to... You want to get a, you want to call us please pretty please <laughs> How's that for a callback? Ha ha. Waka. <laughs> I just had to sit in silence as I thought over my life for a second there. Wow, I'm so sad. <laughs> Wayne and Wanda they would be 2005 to 2010 YouTube stars. Where they did challenges and they did collabs. And you're like, oh, they're, they're so popular. I love their videos. It's once a week. It's so amazing. And then around like 2010, 2011, they put out an album. And it's really good. Like, oh my gosh, it's really, really good. And then slowly over time from 2010 to 2022, they slowly transitioned away from being YouTubers to exclusively just doing music. So. Kind of like the Dodie, 
or like the super fruit of this universe. They are they they are music moguls, former YouTube stars. And in every universe they're gay. <laughs> Wayne is gay. Wanda is a lesbian. They're in a lavender ma marriage. Marriage? They're in a lavender marriage. They're in a lavender marriage in every universe. And some universes, um, it, they get out of it and they're happy. And people find out and they're like, oh my gosh, congratulations. Another time people find out and they're like, oh my gosh, congratulations on you both being gay. Wait a minute. Why are you still married? And it's like, tax purposes, baby. It's like, uh, understandable. <laughs> This is the worst episode of my life. I hate this episode as I'm recording it. <laughs> Yolanda the rat, she she would be like a YouTuber who would do like a Netflix show and then the Netflix show would fail or get canceled or something because you know how Netflix cancels everything. And then she'd come back to making YouTube. She's like the, I almost said she's the Miranda Cosgrove. <laughs> That's not it. She's um the girl that girl, the woman that plays Miranda sings. Um Colleen Ballinger. Like, you know, Colleen, she was on YouTube for a while and then she did a Netflix show and then it got canceled. But it was actually a really good Netflix show. Well, it was just a good show in general. And then she came back to YouTube and she's still doing YouTube and stuff and um she just had a baby or no, she had twins. Uh, congratulations to Colleen. Anyway, um Yolanda would do that, but she do like she'd be like a beauty guru. I don't know what her Netflix show would be about, <laughs> or or maybe a, a YouTube Red show, something. I don't. I don't know. I don't care. Just she has very like beauty guru, uh, YouTube vibes from me, Maria. <laughs> for my notes for Zelda Rose, I just put living my dreams, <laughs> which I think it's. What what I was saying is that in this world, she's she's still a singer, a performer. She's writing her own music, but also she's putting out essays and dissertations about um, the different ages of feminism and uh, throughout the years, and uh, dissertations about gender and sexuality. And she's also just very popular and um she is a lesbian and she is jewish and she has a pet owl so she is living my dream <laughs> zelda rose i love you i wish i could have your life in this alternate world <laughs> beverly plume another chef on this list um, she'd be a celebrity cook i don't know if she'd be like a food network celebrity cook or a youtube cook i i uh, I think it's she. She'd have a bunch of cookbooks, and tons of people would buy them. And she'd also have like self-defense videos that she did in like the mid nineties. <laughs> she has some aggression to her that I like. I wish we could explore Beverly Plume more. I think that would be good if we just got to explore Beverly Plume's inner machinations. You didn't think I knew the word inner machinations, did you? Well, guess what? I do. I'm smart. <laughs> I'm done with my note cards. I didn't call them cue cards this time. I'm done with my note cards, except for Kermit. 
Um, I don't. <laughs> I keep having this problem. I don't know what to do with with Kermit. Um, because what is the what is Kermit without the Muppets, and what is the Muppets without Kermit? I mean, Kermit's a frog. Kermit has a dream of making people happy, and singing and dancing. What is you know? I don't want to go into the <laughs> the thought of very merry, and and think about you know a world without Kermit because Kermit definitely deserves to exist in this world that I've created, <laughs> where we have a bunch of reality stars and and showgirls and <laughs> HGTV homeowners. <laughs> but I don't I don't know. Um. <clears throat> Kermit, because, like, you know, Kermit and Piggy, they have such a history. They have such a great dynamic. It's a will-they-won't-they. They. Of course they won't. Of course they will. They never could. Why would they? You know, Kermit, Fozzie, Gonzo, like, the, the, the trio of best friends, Kermit and Fozzie, the, the OG best friends, I mean, Kermit and everyone on this list has a specific dynamic. I mean, he even Beautiful Day Monster and Kermit. I want my Kermit the Frog t-shirt. Like, every single character on this list is connected to Kermit. And so, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to try to put Kermit in a box. And, you know, not to say I'm putting the other Muppets in this list on, on, you know, in boxes. I tried not to. I tried to do my best. It's just, Kermit's hard, you know? Um, Kermit's dream is to make people happy with his talent. And <laughs> I've had this fear since I was seven, maybe even younger, because I was super young when I knew I wanted to get into show business, when I wanted to be an actor. It's like, yeah, I'm going to be a theater actor, and I'm going to be a puppeteer, and I'm going to be a writer and a director, and I'm going to do all these things and get my art out into the world to inspire people. You know, when I was really little, I was six or seven. And ever since I thought that, I've always had the fear of, what if I don't do that? What if for some reason I can't do that? What if there's some unforeseen force prohibiting me from achieving my dreams? <laughs> what if there is a Maria in an alternate universe that is somehow trying to put herself into a box and she can't do it because she doesn't know how to. I, I think about this often. Whenever, <clears throat> when I was 18, I ran away from home from an abusive situation. And I always wondered what would happen like, what could have happened if I just stuck it out for a few more months 
and went to college, then maybe I, I would have gotten to college and made connections and gotten a degree. And then I could be in show business. And I know it's not as simple as that. And I do know that I could still do it now. It's just after running away, I got really sick. I, uh, I couldn't get out of bed for almost a year. Um, it was really debilitating because all my life I had so much energy and I was going, I was going, I was acting, I was doing five shows a year, I, I was singing all the time, I, I had rigorous and tight schedules, I, I was doing everything I, I wanted to do, and it all just stopped, and I didn't have a choice, and I'm still dealing with that sickness now. It's better. I, I can get out of bed. I can walk sometimes. I can breathe. I can sing. I can finally sing. I can't dance like I used to. And I'm trying to get my strength back. It's just, it's a lot. Um, but I've always just, I've always worried that if I don't follow this exact plan, I'm never going to make my dreams come true. And I can't make the art I want to make and inspire other people to make art. I, I mean, in college, Jim Henson started Salmon Friends with his friends, then girlfriend, then wife, Jane. He revolutionized puppetry for television and, and movies. He changed the way we all puppeteer and that we look at puppetry. He changed an art form. Without him, I don't think I'd be alive right now. He fundamentally changed my life. And I worry so much that if one day I don't get to do what I always dreamed of, then maybe I won't help change someone else's life. I worry that I'm going to be in my 50s before I can get back on stage again, not even, you know, Broadway or West End or where have you, just on a stage. These past three years of me being sick, I'm a not even three years, these... God, when did I leave? These past five years, I've... I've been in a rut. I've just been so scared that I'm just wasting my life away on nothing. And that I'm never going to be able to puppeteer again. Or act again. Or do anything I want to, and I worry um, that I'm going to be first on the list on these note cards, and all the people surrounding me have their life figured out. They they have all these accolades, and you know they're married or <laughs> have kids or whatever. Even though I don't even want kids it's just i 
that's from, you know, societal pressures, blah, 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 but just... <sighs> All of these characters are fundamental to the Muppets, but Kermit especially is, and... I don't know... I don't know what to put him down as. This list, you know, we have actors, we have comedians, we have a lesbian girl band, we we have all these people doing what they love, but I don't, I don't know what to do with Kermit, because I don't know what to do with me. Um... <clears throat> But, you know, for him, I'm just going to put down what I think I would put down for me eventually, once I get better. Um, he would be doing what he loves, making art in any way he can. And he'd be making people happy. And I don't, I don't know if that would be, you know, singing and dancing on Broadway, or being a reporter in England, or being a Dickensian, just whatever. Whatever Kermit does, he's gonna make people happy, eventually. <laughs> and I hope I can... I hope I can make my art again the way I want to, and that... Even if I'm not making people happy, I can make me happy. <laughs> So there you go. And for my final trick, I will make this podcast end. I'm going to need complete silence for this. Fuck, I should have... Piggy down as a guest on Glee.